you know you've got to sing along. Don't you know This is the Cabinets HR Podcast, hosted by Jason Cabinets. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners, founders, and people in tech startups and HR. If you fall into one of these categories or are just curious about them, then this is the podcast for you. You will gain great insights from these great conversations. The Cabinets HR Podcast is brought to you by Cabinets HR. At Cabinets HR, we deliver HR to companies with 49 or fewer people by automating the HR process. We believe that you don't need a full-time HR person to receive full-time HR expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Cabinets HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cabinets. Our guest today is Fabian Schwartz. Fabian, are you ready to be great today? Yes, ready. Fabian has 20 years of experience as a scrum. He has worked in Europe, Australia, and the Americas, and impressively has taught more than 30,000 people in Scrum. He has worked with companies of any size from startups to Fortune 100 companies, and he's a pioneer of Scrum outside technology, and he's a co-creator of the Scrum in, in the hardware, hardware Guide. He is the only certified scrum, scrum trainer in the country of Columbia. He has worked directly with Dr. Jeff Sutherland, co-creator of Scrum. He's a great public speaker. And Fabian, you're just doing a lot of great things. And thank you very much for being here today with us. Yeah, thanks, Jason, for having me. So, Fabian, what, what is Scrum? Okay, so Scrum is a, is a framework, would probably say a management framework, a way of working that helps you to dramatically increase your productivity. So why, why is Scrum important to software developers or just in, in people in general? Okay, I, I would say today it's probably not only important to software development, but, but almost to any business. Reason being is that, that in, in today's business world, everything is changing so fast that, that you need a way of working that, that allows you to adapt also fast to the change, which, which many people call agile, being agile. And Scrum is, is one of the best, best ways I've found to, to become agile. So how does one become in, in, become a Scrum person? Is it like, is it a career development plan or how does that work? You have to be a software developer first and product management or how does that work? Okay. Yeah. So, well, Scrum initially was used a lot in software development. So there's, there's a lot of relation with, with software development. But again, um, I think today almost everybody can, can benefit from Scrum. Um, it's a very lightweight technique. It's very easy to understand. So you can take a, a short training or read a book or something and and I think you have a pretty good idea how Scrum works. Um, the only challenges or the, the big challenge is then to implement it. So again, it's it's easy to understand, but it needs a lot of discipline to implement and that's where, where people usually fail. So Fab, you've done Scrum with a large corporation and startups. When should a startup start thinking about bringing on a person to do Scrum? So I think um, for startups, it's, it's really important to, to, to be agile very early on because especially like big companies have a lot of money and, and they can survive several failures, expensive failures, while startups need to learn very fast. So they need to fail fast and cheap to adjust and adapt their, their strategy. Um, so I think startups should think from the beginning, like when I have three, four, five people, they, they should start doing Scrum uh, in, in order to be able to, to learn fast, adapt fast, and change fast. 
So if a start is working on MVP, they should be doing the scrum process as early as building the MVP then? Yeah, actually Scrum is really good to, to get it to an MVP and also then to change your MVP. So, so the, the whole concept of, of Lean Startup, MVP and, and Scrum works really good together. So does Scrum help you with your technical debt? I know a lot of companies talk about they have a lot of technical debt. Does, does Scrum help to reduce your technical debt? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, not, not by default. So you, you have to do it uh, in a good way. But, but the idea is that like Scrum works in iterations. Okay, so that in Scrum, we call it a sprint. So the idea is that in, in every sprint, you, you dedicate a percentage of your iteration, a percentage of, of the time of your sprint to reducing technical debt. So like, first of all, you obviously try to not get more technical debt, you try to reduce it. And, and also the team should, should develop a high quality product like fr from the beginning on. Like, so earlier you start um, using Scrum, the, the less technical debt you will probably have. So, Femi, how did you become interested in being involved in Scrum? Um, uh, myself. Um, so, I, I was working in, in traditional project management a very long time in the financial services industry in Germany. With, with all the problems, projects being late, being more expensive, uh, don't deliver what they promised. Uh, I even uh, was head of a PMO. And then in around 2007, a, a group of entrepreneurs wanted to develop um, a car sharing company. Uh, we started, they asked me if I want to join them um, to manage that project. Basically, I did that in my traditional way. <laughs> so we were working a year without having real results. And then we were thinking of switching to Scrum. We, we did that. It was successful, but I have to say in the beginning, I actually rejected it. I was thinking, well, it's just luck. can't be that such a lightweight way of working is superior to such a sophisticated way I was uh, used to. So it took me a couple of intents, but after, after some years seeing co continuously good results, I, I finally converted and, and yeah, I'm now with Scrum. From, you've been in Scrum for, for a while. From your point of view, what makes person, what characteristics makes person a, a good Scrum person? They have to be detail-oriented, big vision? So in, in Scrum, we have different roles and the profile probably depends a little bit on, on what role you're looking so we, we have one role, which is called the, the product owner in Scrum. It's basically the person that, that, that has the vision for the product and that tells us where we're going, what, what are we doing and on what priority. So this is maybe imagine here Steve Jobs, uh, Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos kind of person. Um, then, then we have the team, the development team. So, so they're a uh, cross-functional, self-organized team. Um, that, that decide how they're going to, to build that, that vision. So here you, you want obviously person with, with good skills, but I think what we need is T-shaped people. So not just a specialist in one area. We need a person that is good in one area, but that also has general knowledge about the other areas in order to, well, to, to help, for example, someone when he becomes a bottleneck or also to have something else to do while he has idle time. And the third role is a scrum master, which is, um, I would say, well, many say it's the servant leader of, of the scrum team. So I don't know, think of Jesus Christ for the scrum team, trying, trying to get the team better all the time. So let's suppose you have a startup and the startup founder is building a product and they're trying to convince this person to use scrum, but the person, the startup, like, no, I don't want to use scrum. You know, we got to do something fast as possible. Scrum is a waste of our time. 
how do you convince this startup founder? No, you need to invest the time in Scrum to build a better product. Okay, that, that's a that's a pretty good question because you you can't. I think there's first of all no one way to answer that. Uh, the, the different um, but possibilities you have. Um, what well, we try uh, usually when we have uh, reluctant people and we ask them, okay, let us try an experiment. Like give us a small group. Let's try an experiment. If it doesn't work, we'll just keep doing what you're doing. But we found if we, if we can get them at least to do an experiment, uh, these pilot teams usually have really good results. Um, around 400% improvement in, in, in produced value is, is not uncommon. So, so when, when you have this success, success is contagious. So one, one way is just tell them, tell them, well, here's statistics, here's another case study. But if you can get them to do an experiment and show them inside their company results, that's when it becomes really powerful. Do you need a college degree to be a scrum person? Uh, no, no. I, obviously, you 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 need understanding in your domain what you're doing. So, if you work in oil and gas, you should understand oil and gas. If you work in in, in software, you should understand software. Probably some basic business terms, but uh, again, scrum is really easy to understand. So, as of now, scrum has eleven elements. Uh, very lightweight. Uh, the current Scrum Guide has only 16 pages. So it's easy to understand. But what, what you do need if you want to do it good is discipline. It takes a lot of discipline to actually apply this few. So somebody, let's say someone's in college right now or looking for a career, a career change. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just in Scrum. What advice do you have them to start to become a, a Scrum person? Start a career in Scrum. Okay. Um, well, there, there, there are two ways that are interesting. One is if you want to, if you want to have a career in Scrum, well, then you, you have to probably practice Scrum and maybe you become a Scrum master or nowadays everybody's an agile coach. So you become an agile coach, but you need a lot of practice to, to, to get there. So I, I see Scrum um, more as a way of, of doing things. Obviously my, my business is helping people with Scrum, but I think Scrum should be the way you work to achieve what you want to achieve. So if, if you want to create a great app, well, you can use Scrum to, to produce more value faster. If, if you drill oil wells, well, you can use Scrum to, to do that better and faster. So I think you should use Scrum to achieve what you want to achieve. So that's probably my way of thinking about that. Fabian, you, 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 you have a book coming out too, correct? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your book a little bit. Is this the first book you've written or you've written some before? It's the first book I've written. Um, the reason I've written it is, so the Scrum Guide tells you what you should do, but it doesn't tell you how to do it. And, and I think that's where, where our clients usually ask us and where they have, where they have problems and challenges. So we wanted a, a short, comprehensive book. Right? We didn't want to extend ourselves and become really technical. We wanted a short, easy-to-understand book that helps you on day one to, to implement Scrum. So um, what's the demographic for the book? Is it for people new to Scrum, people who've done Scrum before, or, or product owners, or something totally different? Okay, so I think every, every Scrum rule would benefit from that, but it's people that are more new to Scrum, that are, that are in the beginning stage. So in Scrum implementation, we use a lot these these uh, martial arts concepts, Shuhari, I don't know if you've heard about that. So in, in, the, in the shoe stage, you are basically... Practitioner, uh, you 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 practice the rules. So this book is written for people in the shoe stage. 
So Femi, did you write, did you publish the book yourself or a publishing agency pushed it out for you? We have a publishing uh, agency publishing that. Um, it's coming out in March. So yeah. And this is going to be worldwide release or just in Colombia and the United States? Um, we, we started in, in the United States and then we will roll out through Latin America. Um, so we first published the English version that will be United States in, in March. Uh, shortly after, we, we published the Spanish version. Um, it's already translated, but I, I don't have the release date yet. It's going out pretty, pretty soon after, maybe months or two after. So I'm guessing Scrum is Scrum and yeah, Scrum is the same in Colombia and England and America. Scrum Scrum regardless of the location, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah, scrum, scrum, scrum. It should, that's the way it should be, right? Yes. So what, what's your goal for your book? So I, I wanted, I wanted, basically I wanted to give a, or let, let me, let me, let me take one step back. So, um, a thing that we see a lot is that, that people, the further they are away from, from Jeff Sutherland, <laughs> the higher is the likelihood that that they start to deviate in Scrum. And for example, nowadays there are lots of people talking about uh, team happiness, which is important, but they forget sometimes that, that Jeff actually invented Scrum to be more productive, to produce more value faster. That that was the reason he, he, he created it. And so we, we wanted the, wanted the book that, that, that helps people in the how part, how, how to do that, but as, as, as true scrum as possible, like as, as close to, to original scrum idea as possible. So that actually works because we, we do, we, we have seen these 300, 400, 500% improvements. And when people say we shouldn't talk about that and scrum is not about that. Well, if you ask the person that invented scrum, <laughs> he will tell you scrum is exactly about that. I mean, I would think, I mean, I don't know much of Scrum, but what you're talking about is like it's, it's used to improve processes, which will improve the business, which improve numbers. So I'm like, why not talk about it? Why not talk about it if it's doing what it's supposed to do? You should talk about it, I would think. Yeah, yeah, that, that's correct. Like, so I think it's, it's really easy to, to say, okay, that, that doesn't matter. That does, it's not important. It's all about team happiness, et cetera, because then you're not accountable for delivering results. So if you talk about that, well, obviously you become accountable for delivering those results and that's the hard part. So how you, how you are published or like publicizing your book, you have a social media plan for it or you like pushing out like other tech avenues or. Yeah, we, so we, we, we have a, we have a webpage, your scrum playbook.com. So if you want to know more about the book, your scrum playbook.com is the place to be. It all goes out and there are several social media accounts for, for the book as well. But probably the most central place is, is your scrum playbook.com. Are you doing any speaking engagements like at, at tech um, um, tech conferences or anything like that to talk about the book? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I'm probably going to to New York and and May to talk at the open space and the global Scrum gathering a little bit about it. Um, I will also talk at uh, the Scrum Day Colombia in in April, the Scrum Day Mexico in, in May, and several other engagements uh, further down the year. How old is Scrum? Is, it, is this a pretty new concept? And that's a that's a really good question. I think the answer depends on your reference point. Okay, so the first Scrum guide was published in 2010. So if you use that as a reference point, that's pretty new. But the first time it was mentioned in, in that business context was a Harvard Business Review article in 1986 by Takeuchi Nonaka. And so if you take that as a reference point, then, then it's, it's, it's way older. 
or probably use 95, 90, between 93 and 95 when Jeff Sutherland and Ken Schwaber refined their, their thinking, their, their way of working, their, their framework. And I think in 95, they published a paper in a, in a conference. would use that probably as, as reference point. I mean, in the scheme of time, it's still relatively new. I mean, even back to the 80s, it's still pretty new, right? It, it, it is really new. And what, what, is, what is really new is that, that, that we can use that now outside of technology. Like we could do that all the time, but people were thinking about Scrum always only in the technology sector or, or industry area. And if you think about that, so you have technology and Scrum works really well here, but Scrum also works really well outside of technology. So if you now add all the rest of the world to 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 possible your possibilities well now you have a really big um area of impact so are there any product product productivity tools out there that help you do scrum better that you can recommend you mean software tools yeah that's, that's a tricky question well there are but i would i would like to i would like to start like this so be careful with tools because at the end a tool is only a tool now for example, if you buy a Ferrari, but you don't know how to drive, the tool is useless. So you can buy the best tool out there with most functionalities possible, but it won't help you. So, so before you think about the tool, probably make sure that, that you don't have problems with Scrum, that your Scrum actually works. And then look for the easiest possible solution to, to do what you want to do with the tool. So, if, for example, if you're, if you're only challenges to to have a virtual scrum board where you don't need a complex program like jira you can use something like trello meister task um, planner the different options but then again if you if you have to coordinate i don't know 100 teams and and they're all distributed well you, you probably need something more complex as jira for example which is only one one example but again like it's not about the tool be, be careful with the tool so let's suppose there's a company out there and they're like, okay, I, I want to bring in a scrum person. What, what do you tell this person to look for when they're hiring a scrum person? Okay. So, so when I hire a scrum master, I think uh, that it's really important, in my opinion, that this person has scrum experience and knowledge. Only, only one of them is, is not enough. So if you just did some trainings, so you have theoretical knowledge, it's not enough. And if you just have empirical experience that that's not enough either so I, I would i would say you you really want someone that well that has basically the scars of the war of scrum and so so you 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 might be able to find this person outside your your company even though it helps to have somebody from the inside if you find these these skills because from the inside they they know informal communication ways and cetera. now with the product owner Mm, I think it's a little bit more difficult because if, if you if you want to have a good product owner, you you will need a person that not only understands your business, also needs to understand the market, your client, the needs of your client, your competition, the technology. So they they, they need to to look at the product from many different angles, and usually it's very difficult to, to contract that from the outside. So it's probably better to look at people inside your company and and if they're not ready yet, develop them. And it takes a while for sure. That's not a junior position. Fabian, so for your point of view, there's a startup out there. What number of employees should the scrum person be? Like the fourth hire, third hire, 10th hire? 
Oh, that's a good question. I'm not sure how to answer that. Um, but that's a pretty good question. So I, I would say at the end, again, it's about what your startup is about. So hire the people that, that are able to build what you, what you want to build. Um, and, and yeah, maybe you, you can have someone that at the beginning when you're really small, three, four people that, that can fulfill both roles. Like that's not, that's not ideal. Like ideally you want to have a scrum master fully dedicated to a team so he can make sure you, you actually improve. Um, but I think I, to give you a really good answer on that, I would have to think about that a little bit. And so kind of follow up a question of when, what, what sort of product going to look for in a, in a scrum person and you say experience, so let's say there's a person who's just been beginning his scrum career and has no experience and they look for a job, how they work through getting experience and getting a job, Does they work for free and build a portfolio or how do you recommend that be done? Yeah. So what, well, again, the, 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 the aim is to get experience, right? And, uh, but if you have none, well, then, then you might not get a chance. So what, what can you do? So what, what we've seen is, um, one way to do that is you have a junior scrum master, but the company puts an experienced coach on the side to, to help the people to mature, um, and scrum or to, to help the whole team, the scrum master and the team to mature and scrum. That's an option where you could also try to, to, to volunteer. There are many user groups, etc., that that also operate with Scrum. You could volunteer, you could practice, you, you get your experience. So that's another way to do that. There are certain different ways, certainly different ways. And so you actually live in the country of Colombia, correct? Correct, correct. And you, and you do a lot of traveling. Oh yeah, I'm actually in Boston right now with Jeff Sutherland. Off the subject a little bit, what any traveling hacks you can share? I mean, any traveling hacks? Yeah. Uh, so, so I love the, the Boeing Dreamliner because it has higher, higher pressure in the cabin. So if, if you have long haul flights, like try to get this, then you're less, less exhausted. And the other thing is if you fly across time zones, adjust your meal plan to, to the location, like to the times you would eat in the new time zone. I think that that helps a lot to get your body adjusted fast. In, in Colombia, is that? Pretty much the same time zone as us in the United States. That's right now at Eastern Standard Time, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's not too difficult then, since you're in Boston. Oh, that's easy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> same time zone, actually. How often do you come to the state? Every, every, every few months. Uh, pretty, pretty frequently, actually. So yeah, I feel you have a pretty uh, good rate of uh, airline miles then, huh? Oh, yeah. I haven't checked lately, but uh, uh, the last time I was in Colombia was a couple of weeks ago. I, I came, I was Mexico, Germany, San Salvador. Boston, and from here I go back to Columbia. So the book you, you have right now, are you going to do a, another book to follow up on it, or is this the only one you, you think you're going to do? I can't, can't really tell you. Um, I think first I would like to see if, if the book actually helps people to, to use Scrum in a better way and to get more productive with Scrum. Probably based on that, I, uh, I decide what, what to do in the future in that direction. Fabian, can you share your social media for you and your company so people can reach out to you? Oh yeah, so for a company it's scrumnetwork.com and social media is Fabian Schwartz at Twitter and also Fabian Schwartz LinkedIn. And for our listeners, we'll have the links to your social media on our show notes and the show notes are at www.cabinshtrblog.com and also be sure to share the Cabin HR podcast. So Fabian, let's talk about your company real fast. What, what is the... Is there a company you just do you teach Scrum to others or what do you do with your company? So we, we teach Scrum, but we also help people with the implementation part. 
we, we believe so that, that Scrum works, you obviously first you have to understand it. So that's why we teach it. But also you have to apply it a couple of times and you will make mistakes. So it helps a lot to have a coach on your side that, that helps you to cut the learning curve. So we do these two things. We, we teach companies Scrum and we help them in the implementation part with, with coaching. So let's say there's a company out there, they see this video this, of this podcast, like, you know, I want to hire Fabian. How will they go about doing that? Or can they do that? Yeah, sure. They can do that. They can go to scrumnetwork.com and contact us and, and we, we certainly can help them. And I'm sure like, you know, you also have to qualify your customers. What, what would make a customer, what would make you disqualify a potential customer? Like, you know what? They're not going to do what I want them to do. They're not serious about this. And this would be a waste of my time. I would just be taking their money. So there, there's, there's one situation where, 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 this, where it can get complicated. So like people want to use Scrum to become more agile. So I have to, I have to give a word of warning. Scrum itself won't make you agile. Scrum will show you where you're not. And, and these things, these problems you will face in the beginning, which, which, which you certainly will, we call them impediments. So, so the client should be committed to fix those impediments. If there's no intention on fixing those impediments, they just want to use Scrum and then keep going as they, they are going, there is very low likelihood that they actually become agile. So if, if we, or for example, if somebody comes and says, we want to we wanna complete agile transformation, we have three weeks. Well, there's no way that that's going to work. For Scrum, does it matter what the tech stack is? Does it does it have to be like a new updated tech stack, or it can be? Does the tech stack really matter when it comes to Scrum? The tech stack, and in what sense? Like you know, like suppose is it like Ruby on Rails better than Python? Is it better than C Sharp? Does that does that matter? Uh, the, the 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 language. No, I think uh, you, you can you can. You can use the, the language you use. At, at the end, it's another tool. So the team should decide which tool they're going to use. So if they work Ruby on Rails, great. If they work Python, great. If they use Smalltalk, great. So let's say you're, you're, you're on, a, on a team or product team and you're the Scrum master. In your mind, what would determine success to you? Like, how can you test, you know what? We did a sprint and um, I, this was successful versus this wasn't successful. So, so there are several things. Um, one uh, would be that, that we actually produced value so that at the end of the sprint, we, we have something the client can actually use and that creates value for the client. But I think many people would agree with that. But I also think if you, if you get the team predictable, that's also successful. So if you are able at the beginning of the sprint to, to tell what you have at the end of the sprint and you actually have it, that there's also value in that. So, so. Uh, Jeff always says at the beginning, you, you have to try to get teams stable, then you get them predictable, and then you improve them. So at the end, it's all about value, and my opinion also about being more predictable. Fabian, what is the startup in tech scene like in Colombia? So we, we have, we have uh, Medellin. Um, this is a very innovative city. There's lots of um, movement going on. Uh, one of our biggest unicorn startups is called Rappi. It's basically a delivery service that's now all over Latin America. I'm not sure if that's reached the US yet. So it's it's growing. It's interesting. Um, I think it's it's continuous. We continuously grow. So is Medellin like the Silicon Valley of Colombia then? I would say yeah. I would say it's probably the the part of Colombia where where, where the startup scene is concentrated. 
So, Femi, we're coming to the end of our talk. Can you give us any advice or wisdom on anything you want to talk about? Um, so, I, I think, I think um, basically, recommendation on, on Scrum, like, don't try to be too fast. Just, just, just practice the basic rules, but, but really do it. Like, really do it according to the book before you start experimenting with adjustments. Baby, and thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. You're doing a lot of great things for a lot of people. Right, thanks, Jason, for inviting me. And to listeners, thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cabinets HR Podcast. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok at Cabinets HR. Also check out our weekly live streams at the Cabinets HR Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Periscope, where we focus each week on an HR topic important for small business. These are every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and last around three minutes. To join our weekly HR email newsletter list, send us an email to jasoncabinets at cabinetshr.com. Thank you, and remember to be great every day.